You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 39. And then all of a sudden it all falls together and you're like, oh my God, it did work. And if I would have stopped, I would have never hit it because it was very stressful to handle two jobs, you know, trying to do wholesaling, getting ready for a baby or you're just like, you know what, maybe this just isn't for me. I don't think I can do it. And then all of a sudden it just kind of fell together and it worked. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc., powered by Investor Grit. We are super excited to have another podcast episode interviewing one of our rock star rhinos. And today we have with us Lexi and William Ellis. They have been wholesaling for about six months now. And they are from San Antonio, Texas. So in this six months, they've both been working full-time. This is something to catch from this. A lot of people have that question. We have full-time jobs. Are we able to make this work? This is living proof. So if you have a full-time job and you're asking yourself, can I wholesale, listen to this podcast. This will be something that will inspire you and motivate you to help you know that, yes, you can do this even with a full-time job. And to the point where now Lexi has quit that full-time job and is doing the wholesaling full-time. So let's get both of them on the line. And I know they're driving, so this is interesting. We got Lexi in the passenger seat. We got uh, William in the driver's seat. So we're not going to ask a whole heck of a lot from William because we want him to stay focused. And Lexi, that means you got to stay 100% focused as the passenger. But let's get you guys on. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. William, are you able to hear me? I hear you. All right, my man. How are the two of you doing? We are doing good. Good, good, good. So you've been wholesaling for six months. I, I remember like it was yesterday, by the way, and I, we still laugh about this story. And, and maybe you'll think this is funny. Maybe you won't. We'll, we'll find out. But I remember uh, meeting you in, in San Antonio, me and Tom. We drove down there for a seminar. We met up with a bunch of rhinos down there. It was awesome. And we were referred like, hey, you've got to try this barbecue place out. It's amazing. And we drive there and all we see is this gas station. And I'm thinking, there's no way, like that's a gas station. There's no way that there could be amazing barbecue inside a gas station. And little did we know, we found out that that is a complete lie. In Texas, they have these gas stations. What was the restaurant called again? It's called Rudy's Barbecue. Rudy's. That's right. Rudy's Barbecue. And it was on the side of a gas station and it was absolutely amazing. We had an absolute blast. But here we had Lexi and William. And I still remember this. I don't know if you guys remember this this clear, but I sure do. You were just getting in, like just getting into it. And you were so motivated. This is one thing that I loved is you came with commitment, you came with drive, and you knew this was going to work and you were going to put forth hard sweat, tears, blood into this. And and you've done this part-time because you have full-time jobs. And here you've closed a deal and you have another deal on the way. But you you hadn't even done a deal at this point when we were talking in Rudy's. 
And and here we are six months later, and it's like, holy smokes, these two, they get it. So how does that feel, kind of going back from there and going to now? It feels good. It's good to kind of have a path that we finally figured out. It took a lot to figure out how to how do we juggle a full-time job and then try to commit to a business on the side. So it was a lot of trying to find balance and find the flow of things. And now that we finally found it, we're feeling a lot more confident than we were a few months back before when we first started. Well, there's a lot going on. It's not just full-time job. It's not just uh, wholesaling when you have time. You've also got some surprises coming up here in the new future, just like my wife does. And so I know you guys are expecting, which is so cool. So all of this is going on, all these different changes in your life, but yet you're still finding that you can wholesale and find deals out there, even with all these changes going on in your lives. And is that, is that how it's been? Like, as you look at this, do you see all the changes? It's like, yeah, this is still possible. Like, I love it. No, it definitely is. And if you have a cell phone, you can still wholesale. We were driving up to Dallas not that long ago, and we're still making deals on the way up to Dallas. So it's always possible. There's always time somewhere. That is fantastic. So what does your marketing consist of? What do you find the best way if you're going to be doing this? Because I think a lot of our listeners fall into this category where they're, they have full-time jobs. And that's the, that's the truth about this is sometimes it's, you know, you've got to create a change, but you've got to do it smart. You've got to do it wise. And you guys did it this way, but what was your way of marketing so that you could do this part-time until ultimately where you could now quit your job full-time and do this wholesaling full-time. But what did that look like? What was your form of marketing, I guess, to, to make sure that it aligned with your schedule? Well, we decided to do direct mail the first time we got the tax delinquent list, and that's what we decided to do. The only issue we were having at first was how do we handle the calls that were going to come in? Being at the time, we both worked full-time in facilities where we're not allowed to have access to our cell phones. We can't access our personal emails. So that was a huge issue was trying, how are we going to handle these calls coming in? What we managed, we first started off where we just tried to get as many as we could when we walked through the door when we got home. Um, and we finally got smart and found ourselves a good VA who really helped us manage those calls coming in. But we felt that direct mail was something that we could do. I love this. And so kind of yeah. talking about that direct mail. So for those new listeners out there, she said she they found this VA. VA just stands for virtual assistant. And with that virtual assistant, were they taking calls live? Were they just taking where it goes to voicemail and then they were calling it back? Or what did that look like? Yes, uh, we were using call fires. So they would actually just, uh, if they left a voicemail or called in, then she would contact them back and let, let us know if they were a lead or if they were you know, not wanting to get called back. So where is your virtual assistant at? Are they here in the United States? Are they outside the United States? No, she is actually in the Philippines. She's in the Philippines. So my guess is also that she speaks zero English, right? No, actually, she speaks really good English. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's what I wanted you to quickly say because I want everyone to understand that a lot of people think when you find these virtual assistants that are out of the United States, instantly they think, oh, they're going to have like a thick accent or they're not going to speak any English. So how can I have them make phone calls for me? And I'm so glad, like, it was so quick. Like, uh, actually, no, she speaks, like, really good English. And that's how you make it work. And you can, you can get these virtual assistants for a very affordable price to help you do this. And has that been the case for you as well? 
Yeah, we actually found her on Upwork, so you're able to look and see, you know, what their English level is. And we, we Skyped with her, and she was just really great, and she's really helped us so much. Cool. Do you continue to use her today, even with you doing this full-time? Yes, because with everything going on, you know, not to add on top of having the baby, we're having to get ready to PCS to Maryland. So we still have a lot going on, so she's really helping. Even though I do can do it full-time, I've still got, you know— other things I need to be doing. So she's really helping take that pressure off at the moment. This is fantastic. So currently you've done one deal that has closed. And then we talked about it, that you have another deal that's going to close. What is the date? How far out is that next deal from closing? Well, we all know there's always hiccups in every sale. So this (laughs) one has quite a few hiccups that we're working through. Sure. What are some of those common hiccups so people can understand what those look like? We keep finding uh, sellers who have, you know, 10 or so siblings that need to sign off on a property. (laughs) So many people involved, which can sometimes be hard because one sibling can say, no, not going to do it and dig their heels. Yes. So right now we have one where there literally is 10 siblings and they all have to sign off on the property. So we're in the midst of getting it. And all of them, do they live in state, out of state? What does that look like? Some of them, they actually are still looking for the addresses. So um, some don't even know where they live. They know where they live. Holy smokes. But here's the best part about this, Lexi, that I love about both of you in working this deal is you're not going to stop. You're not going to let anything hard break you down. It's progress, not perfection. You're learning as you go on some of this stuff. And I think so many people wait for this perfect plan to be there and they're just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then they realize, man, no action is taking place. And then here you have you two. It's like, man, yeah, we don't know what we're doing. We just, we put the home under contract and we just found out that there's 10 siblings. We don't know how we're going to accomplish this, but we're not going to stop. We're going to accomplish it. And because of you just taking action and imperfect action, you are going to be successful beyond measure in this wholesaling business. Yeah, progress, not perfection. That is correct. So... (laughs) With that being said, let's talk about the deal that has closed and let's talk about maybe the form of marketing and uh, maybe we already know where that's going, but how did you find this deal and what did it sound like when this seller, when this motivated seller reached out to you and, and called you? We actually got him off the tax delinquent list um, that we purchased from the county. He actually got the house from his brother because the brother got behind on property taxes. He helped him get caught up. So then he was just trying to get out from underneath it. So he was fairly motivated to just wash his hands clean because all to him, all it was was just getting more behind and having to keep paying taxes that he wasn't willing to pay. So with that deal, we actually got the home under contract, and one of our buyers loves the area that um, we found the property in, and before we could even actually put it up for the inspection date, he already gave us an offer, and we signed contracts with our buyer within 48 hours of getting this under contract. Of putting, of getting the actual phone call within 48 hours, this home's under yes. contract? That is awesome. So tell me what does your cash buyers list look like to kind of prep our listeners of how much pre-preparation you do before you just go out and put homes under contract. There's something very important that needs to be in place, and that's your cash buyers. How many cash buyers do you have on your list? Currently, we have almost 300, but we're realizing there's always those couple few 
few that you're they're your go-to guys so we kind of have our little handful of our go-to guys <laughs> but right now we have about 300 and we found a lot of them off the uh, section 8 housing list uh-huh. and we called all the people on the section 8 housing list for landlords that were looking to you know find more investment properties to add to their portfolio and how's that working? Are they actually being strong cash buyers for you as well as you're finding these deals? Are those individuals actually reaching out to you as well saying, yeah, I really like this? Yes. And we've actually gotten better about organizing our cash buyers so we know specifically what each one needs. We know what areas they like to be in. So when we get a property, we know exactly kind of who to start going to um, and who is interested in what properties. Fantastic. So – it sounds like you also know your cash buyers. It's not just about building a fast cash buyers list, but individually you know them. Possibly if, if you do kind of what I do is, is, is you put notes together on each cash buyer so that you know what fits their criteria. What is it they're looking for? Where are they looking for it? How much are they willing to pay for homes in that specific area? Are you going that extra step with your cash buyers to make sure you understand them better versus just – Hey, you're a cash buyer here. Get on my list. Yes, and that's where William comes in. So we kind of have a team thing going. The sellers is my niche. I like to speak with them. I like to communicate with them. The buyers are his. He knows all of our buyers. He has personal relationships with most of them now, a lot of our close ones. So, But that really helps in our situation when he feels and the buyers feel more connected to the wholesalers and not just, oh, you're just going to give us a property there's a little bit better communication when you have a better relationship with them. So here's what I love about the husband-wife situation is the fact that one plus one doesn't always equal two. And in math and in school, they'll teach you that. But when it comes to business, when you have the right business partner and here a powerful marriage, right, a powerful couple, it's not just business partners. They're powerful couple in, in marriage as well. One and one doesn't equal two. One and one can equal four, five, or six because you start to split up roles and tasks just like the two of these that Lexi and, and William are doing. These two split up these tasks and they find their strengths and they go with that. So Lexi's strength is I love talking to sellers and William's like I love talking to the buyers and both of them together create this successful wholesaling business and I, I absolutely love that. So that is, a, that is an awesome strategy. It doesn't always work for everyone. Not everyone's spouse wants to work with them, first and foremost. And then <laughs> second of all, sometimes finding the right business partner outside of a marriage is pretty tough because usually I tell people the only boat that floats is a ship, and usually partnerships don't float. Usually those are pretty pretty tough. So it's, it's really nice to see when a partnership does work right what you can accomplish in wholesaling. So I absolutely love that about the two of you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so you've put this home under contract. You did it within 48 hours, you said. From there, what does that look like when you started sending this deal over? What does that look like for your cash buyers? How many people were interested in this deal? And then ultimately, what did it lead to in, in a wholesale assignment fee? Okay, um, so when we put it under contract with our buyer, um, it, from that point of signing with our buyer to a closing, it was about a month and a half, almost two months because of, of course, hiccups, having to get people who were involved to sign off on the property, which took a little longer than planned. But it was fairly simple. Um, you know, we kind of helped walk the buyer through it. The title company was great. Our buyer was great in understanding. Um, so once we closed, we actually got $6,000 off that deal. 
Holy smokes, get ready. You know what's coming. Here we go. Oh, I know. A $6,000 assignment, your very first deal. And Lexi and William, one thing I want to tell you guys, whether you have a deal in the future that makes you $100,000 or $20,000 or $500,000, there will be no memorable deal more memorable than your first deal because it, it accomplishes so much. A, it makes you this firm believer that wholesaling really does work, first of all. And second of all, it gives you that confidence boost and you start to just get better and better and better. Better at talking to sellers, better at talking to your cash buyers, better at negotiating, better at serving and helping the, the motivated sellers that are reaching out to you. And so this is just like the biggest hurdle is already gone. Now it, you may hit little bumps and you may get sidetracked for a little second, but the biggest hurdle is actually out of the way. And I want to congratulate both of you guys because that is awesome. You, you're, you're past the biggest hurdle. Like it's out of your way. It's gone. There is nothing but sunset coming up and, and blue horizons here going forward. And you'll, you'll always bump into some little hiccups and road bumps, but you will also do it with like a smile knowing that you're truly helping these individuals and the byproduct is you're going to get paid for it as well. Yep. <laughs> so what are the plans going forward? What are your marketing look like? What is like a marketing budget look like? So our listeners know that, okay, now that we've done this deal, we're still using this marketing channel or we've have you added any marketing channels? What's like a marketing budget look like? So for us, we mainly have been sticking to direct mail. And honestly, you know, marketing budget has gone from, you know, putting a couple thousand dollars in to only putting a couple hundred dollars in because we consistently just want to keep the marketing going. We didn't want to have gaps. So you can do it with only a couple hundred dollars. You may not be able to send out as many leads as you'd like, but you're still getting your name out there. You're still trying to push for advertise. So right now our marketing budget is usually a couple thousand dollars per month, depending on what's going on. We try to take a big chunk of our last deal and put that right back into marketing so we can kind of stay ahead of the game. And we're looking to try to tap into bandit signs and see how that goes for us also and just try a new channel since we've just mainly been doing direct marketing the whole time. And I love that next channel, by the way, because You'll see a lot of positive going on. I think so many people think that that is such a dead channel. And there are so many earlier podcast episodes that we've done with students that are still using the bandit signs, my team included, that are finding still consistent returns and amazing return on investment with bandit signs. So that is a channel I will tell you you're going to absolutely love. It's all about being consistent. It's not... What, how, if I can send out 500 this weekend, I better get a deal. It's if I can send out 500 every single weekend for the next three months, you'll start to see this consistent pattern of like deal after deal after deal to where you can hopefully do at least a deal a weekend, which is super, super nice for wholesaling. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> so ultimately you're going to be moving to, did you say Maryland? Yes. And you'll be there for how long you say you're going to be away from hometown, three but you're going to be three years. And are you still planning on marketing yes. Texas? Is that the way you're you're planning to do it? Or are you yes, going to start taking are, it up to we Maryland? We're trying to get everything organized where we can actually get um, an acquisitions manager to help coordinate, you know, Texas and keep this market going for us so we can tap into the Maryland market and 
keep things rolling on that side of the state. So smart, so smart. Going with the journey and rolling with what's given to you, knowing that you're going up there, and this is uh, for the Air Force, I'm assuming, just like a, okay, like a transfer. What? Tell me what that stands for so I understand. Did you say PCS? Yes. What does that stand change, for? Say permanent that again. change of station. Okay, permanent change of station. So now I'm, I'm getting more familiar, by the way. I, I'm really bad at some of the lingo out there. I'm like, PCS, <laughs> this sounds good. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that a new barbecue? <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> is, that by, is that by a gas station? Okay, so with that being said, I love it because here's the thing. If you will learn to adapt, and I, I love that you're taking on this challenge as a – you know what? This is going to be awesome. We're going to make lemonade out of lemons. We have to move even though our market's starting to just grasp it and take uh, control for us. But you're going to still keep that going there in Texas. Try another market. And then you're going to realize at the end of this that you now have two markets that you can truly build two businesses around for wholesaling. That is going to be awesome. That is awesome. A lot of people want the opportunity, but don't have the guts to do like the, the multiple areas or the multiple markets. And here you are kind of forced in that situation with a smile in your face saying, bring it on, baby, let's do it. <laughs> well, that's perfect. So help our listeners understand if there was a book and if you both want to give out a book, that'd be awesome. What is a book that you would highly recommend that has been a, a good mindset book for each of you? What was it called? The 24, the prosperity book? Oh, the, the four spiritual laws of prosperity? Yes, yes. <laughs> awesome. Such a great book. We live and die by that book in the tribe. It is a powerful concept. What is it that you like about that book so I don't give it away? We mainly enjoyed it. I didn't get to read all of it. William did most of it and just kind of told it to me because I'm not a big reader. <laughs> You're the, you got the cliff note. You got the William yeah, I got cliff, the note. cliff notes. <laughs> but it really was just about, you know, being positive and pushing forward and, you know, not looking as wholesaling as this is my business, it's my money. It was how can we work together? I mean, we've gotten close to a lot of other wholesalers, you know, always with open arms and, you know, tidying what we have and always trying to be successful as a team. That book uh, really pushes for, you know, just to be successful and to thrive together, not to be selfish about your business. I love it. Such a key mindset when going in this. What about key principle like if you were to look back six months ago we're sitting at rudy's <laughs> what would you say is uh if you could go back to that point one thing for sure you would tell people just getting into wholesaling this is like my words of advice that i would give what would that look like my words of advice would be to continuously keep going a lot of times you feel like you're stuck in a ditch. Am I ever going to get out of this? Is this deal ever going to go through? Will my marketing ever work? And then all of a sudden it all falls together and you're like, oh my God, it did work. And if I would have stopped, I would have never hit it because it was very stressful to handle two jobs, um, you know, trying to do wholesaling, getting ready for a baby where you're just like, you know what, maybe this just isn't for me. I don't think I can do it. And then all of a sudden it just kind of fell together and it worked. <laughs> that is throw in. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever you get that first deal up, do your best to actually get out there and see the properties. Because if, uh, I mean, it'd be great to be able to do an awesome deal over the phone if you know it's going to be like $2,000 or something. But, you know, it, you're going to have cases where you're going to offer a little bit too much. You get out there and you realize it's a house built out of toothpicks. And uh, <laughs> not a deal that'll work out. So, sure. Yeah. So get out yeah, and see the properties. Down, just get back up and keep pressing. 
Yes, you learn from your mistakes. They, they've happened and we've made them, believe me. <laughs> but we decided to just keep going with it and we didn't stop. And we don't plan on stopping either. Well, you guys, thank you so much for sharing that because that is such a key principle. I think a lot of people nail when they share like their best, their best, best, like gold nugget. What can I share with everyone? And it, it comes back to that staying consistent because there's there's fear in being consistent because you, you're putting out money in marketing. You're putting out time and effort and you're like, is there going to be a return? Is there going to be a return? And without fail, the person that stays consistent find success. It's the people that stay un, like inconsistent that don't keep marketing going, don't keep working, don't keep calling, don't keep visiting the properties like the two of you just mentioned. Those people always find the roller coaster in wholesaling and it doesn't need to be a, a, a roller coaster. It can be a smooth ride, but the key word that makes it smooth is staying consistent and more importantly, staying consistent in your marketing, staying consistent in your Follow up, staying consistent in getting out and viewing properties and making offers. You cannot get a deal if you don't make an offer. And so I love those gold nuggets. Those are something that each one of our listeners, Rhino Nation, you should be writing these down. This is something you should be implementing today. It works. Here you have William and, and Lexi just on fire and they're ready to close another deal here in the near future. And then they're going to be opening up a second market because they know it works. It's all about staying consistent. They've, they've tasted the good fruit now and they know, hey, this does work. There is reason why I send out mailers. There is reason why I do all this. But if you consistently do those things, that's where you get your return on investment, your ROI. Would you guys agree with that? Yes, very much. Okay. Well, you two drive super safe to go visit your family and go hang out. And thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I know our listeners got a lot of benefit and a lot of gold nuggets from this because I know a lot of people are exactly in the same situation where they have full-time jobs. And this was so key for them to hear two individuals that still found a way to do it. So thank you so very, very much. Oh, you're welcome. And whoever is listening out there, you can do it. It may seem hard at first, but keep pushing through it and it's totally worth it in the end. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, you guys, drive safe. And for you, Rhino Nation, it is time to take massive action. Take some gold nuggets from this episode and just push forward. Go implement them in your business today. If you're looking for some motivation and some inspiration, definitely go check out wholesalinginc.com. That's our new website up and running. So wholesalinginc.com. And you can go listen to many of the tribe's success stories on how they're doing it and, and what it's doing for them and how it's changing their lives that will just inspire you to take massive imperfect action today. And if you want, you can actually book a call with our team, jump on the phone with us. And if you want to explode your wholesaling business and you want us to help you in that process, book that call, get on that call and we'll be glad to talk with you, see if we're a good fit. And if we like what we have uh, heard from you, we just might invite you to be part of the tribe. Take care, Rhino Nation. We'll see you next time. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.